How could Jesus baptizing us into the Holy Spirit possibly be a bad thing? Jesus, who took my place on a cross, loved me more than anybody in the whole world, died in my place so He might have a relationship with me. So one day I might have heaven that I didn't deserve. Jesus, that Jesus, baptizing me into the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. And you're telling me that that's a bad thing. So let me ask you this. Is He good or is He good? We say, oh, God been good to you. Oh, He be good. God is so good. God is so good. So all of a sudden, He just becomes bad? Hey guys, this is Pastor Tommy. Thanks for joining us today at the church at Bushland. Man, we pray that your faith will be encouraged and inspired from today's message. So, uh, hey, good to see you. Full house today. Great to see everybody. So I'm in a series and I've got a road because I've got a lot to cover. If you like the Bible, you're in the right place today because I'm about to wear your little fingers out. All right? I'm, we're going to look at a bunch of scripture and I'm going to try to get to everything because what we're doing is we looked at the church and what God established the church for at the beginning. Then we took a little break for marriage retreat and then we came back with the second half. Second half is simply this. Uh, to the church in America. It's like God's writing a letter to the church. And if he's writing a letter to the church, what would he write today? And we looked the last couple of weeks ago, we looked at alignment. What, what is church moving forward in this world going to align itself with? Well, we at this house, is, we're going to align to the word of God. We're going to align ourselves with the Word of God. Last week, we jumped into the Holy Spirit a little bit because the Holy Spirit, if God was going to tell the church something, it would write about the Holy Spirit because that's what he left the church, right? And so today, my message, the title of the message is simply, wait before you go. Wait before you go. If he was going to tell the church something, he would say to them, wait before you go. You're thinking, didn't he really already say that? He did. And we're going to look at that. And we're going to look and see what he said wait for. And then he's going to, then we're going to look and see what he said go to. All right. So here's what I want to do. Last week, we looked at two truths about the Holy Spirit according to the Word. All I'm going to do today is simply look at the Word of God. Let the Bible be the Bible. Let the Bible say what it wants to say, okay? God gave us, me and you, a great thing when he gave us choice, okay? But it comes with great responsibility. We can look at the Word of God and go, uh, nah. Or we can look at the Word of God and go, wow, <laughs> I, I, I never saw that before, but I'm seeing it today, and I'm choosing to align with the Word, all right? That's your choice today. Now, listen to me. You can walk out of here, and I'm going to love you just the same, whether you say no to the Bible or yes to the Bible, but I'm going to tell you, you say yes to the Bible, you'll be blessed beyond measure, man. You'll be blessed. So last week, we looked first that the Holy Spirit baptizes me into Jesus, the Holy Spirit baptizes me into Jesus, okay? So simply put, that is salvation. That is being born again. If you're sitting here this morning and you are saved, born again, been redeemed, been made new, new creation on the side of the cross, if you've been made new and you've been saved, this is what happened to you. The Holy Spirit did it. You didn't do it. The Holy Spirit did it. The Holy Spirit initiated it. As we sang about, he ran you down. All right, the Holy Spirit drew you or wooed you. You responded to the Holy Spirit. You opened up your heart and your life. You invited Jesus to come in and save you and make you new. 
That was, that was the Holy Spirit doing that. And he baptized you into Jesus. Because if you're not in Christ, all right, you can't be in Christ and not be saved. When you're in Christ, you're, you're a new creation, according to 2 Corinthians 5, 17. All right, the old is gone, the new has come. If you're in Christ, you are what? You're grafted in by, by the Holy Spirit. You're, you're connected to Christ. When he comes back to get you, the Father looks down to Jesus, and Jesus, he, the Father asks Jesus, do we know him? Do we know her? Are they part of you and me? Yes. Welcome to heaven. If he says, part, I don't know them, but apart from me, I never knew you. If you're in, you're in. If you're out, you're out. Does that make sense? The Holy Spirit is what makes us in Christ, okay? He baptizes in the Christ Jesus. After that, the Holy Spirit, okay, all right, the Holy Spirit says, follow Jesus' example in water baptism. Why do we do water baptism? Because Matthew 3 says we do water baptism. Why? Because Jesus did water baptism. The Holy Spirit says follow Jesus. If you're going to give your life to Christ and be saved and follow Jesus, then follow Jesus. If Jesus got in the water and came out of the water, you get in the water and you come out of the water. Simple as that. Well, that's not the way I was raised. That's okay. Be raised in the Bible, not in tradition, okay? Just be raised in the Bible. It's, a, it's so freeing to be raised in the Bible, okay? Good commercial. Uh, be very free, okay, to be in the Bible. People say, why you do that? Because it's in the Bible. Really? Never saw that. It's in the Bible. Matthew chapter three, Jesus did it. Came out of the water. Father looked down and said, this is my son whom I'm well pleased. Mm, that's nice to hear, isn't it? So that's what we do. So here's the third. Today, we're gonna look at a third truth about the Holy Spirit according to scripture. I want you to go to one of our many scriptures. Go to Hebrews chapter six. Hebrews chapter six. Look at verse one and two. Hebrews 6, 1 and 2. Therefore, let us leave the elementary teachings about Christ and go on to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death and of faith in God. Verse 2. Instructions about baptisms, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and the eternal judgment. Does your baptism there have an S? Do you ever ask on your Bible? You ever seen that before? Never saw that before. Baptisms. So I know about S in school. It means more than two, more than one, right? Could be two, three, right? There's, there's baptisms. He says the baptisms are elementary teaching. You should be beyond that by now. Why are you not beyond that by now, church? Why are you not beyond that in the more maturity? Listen, the baptisms have already, they, they stumped the church already. The church is already struggling with the term baptisms, all right? There are multiple baptisms. The third baptism is simply this. Jesus baptizes me into the Holy Spirit. That is in the Bible. We're gonna look at it, and it's in there a ton, and we're just gonna look at it. That's the baptisms that he's talking about. So this thing that's got the church all tripped up, the church, the thing that's got the church all divided up, the church that's got people pinned against each other, families against people, staff against people, all this stuff is already answered in the Bible. There is baptisms with an S, and in, in the Bible says it's elementary teaching. You should be on it by now. Why are we still struggling with it? I'll tell you why. Because we're stubborn and we're prideful and we think we know everything. 
That's, that's why we're doing it. Some of you first time in the house going, ah, that guy, man, I don't know. He, who made him mad? I'm not mad. I'm passionate. Uh, I, I'm really not mad. I'm just saying, why is the church still struggling with this? We got church against tr- church. Man, we got more to fight against than each other. Amen. Why don't we just get in the word and don't worry about all that other stuff? So baptisms, we got to break this down. So if we're going to look at baptism in the Bible, there's an expert on baptism. Do y'all know that? John the Baptist, called the baptizer, is an expert on baptism. If you're going to talk fishing, you find somebody that's expert in fishing. Amen. If you're going to talk about singing 79 worship songs in one weekend, talk to Paxton. He's expert in singing. Okay. You're going to look at, you're going to look at baptism. Hey, let's go see what John says about baptism. Fair enough. John talks about baptism. All right. So let's go first to Matthew. This is a lot of scripture. Woo. Other church may have to wait in their car for a little bit. All right. Matthew chapter three, verse 11. Matthew chapter three, verse 11. Here's what it says. I baptize you with water for repentance. All right. That's salvation. Okay. But after me will come one who is more powerful than I whose sandals I am not fit to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. I grew up in a Baptist church. Never heard the word fire in a church in my life. That's one word you will not hear in a Baptist church is fire. If they ever say fire in a Baptist church, it's on fire. Okay, just saying. And I love being a Baptist boy. Don't, I'm not dogging Baptist church. I'm telling you, I never heard the word fire in a Baptist church in my life. Let's go to Mark. Keep going. Y'all like these gospels? Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. We're going to be in every one of them. All right. Go to Mark chapter one. I'm going to flip with you because I got way too much to Mark here. All right. Mark chapter one, verse eight. Let's see what John says again. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with what? The Holy Spirit. That's what John says about it. Go to Luke 3. Keep going. Luke 3. This is just a Bible, all right? Just a Bible. Luke chapter 3. Look at verse 16. John answered them all. I baptize you with water, but one more powerful than I, whose thongs I'm not, whose thongs and sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Go again. Go to John. Go to John's gospel. John chapter 1. John 1.33. I would not know him except that the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, a man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain, he, he who will baptize you in the Holy Spirit. That happened after Jesus was baptized. The dove came down and remained on him. Pure, in, pure indication that that's who he's talking about. Jesus came out of the water, dove came down and lit on him and landed on him and remained on him. That's the one that baptized you will find the death 
in the resurrection in all four gospels, you will find the baptism in the Holy Spirit in all four gospels. I count that as significant, very significant. So who's John talking about up in his passages? He's talking about Jesus, okay? Who's doing the baptism in these verses? Jesus doing it. What is he baptizing us in or with? The Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12, 13, we looked at it last week. For we were all baptized by what? One spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slave or free, we were all given one spirit to drink. The baptizer is the Holy Spirit baptizing us into Jesus. In the gospel, it's reversed. Jesus baptizing us into the Holy Spirit. There, there is no way you could not see that. Just no way you could not see that. But I know many believers who hold tightly, and I mean tightly, to a theology that these two baptisms are the same event. And they'll go to their grave on it, man. I was one of those cats. See, the majority of people don't read their Bible. They just don't. They learn their Bible through the religious institution they grow up under and are taught. I grew up Baptist. Here's what I used to say, and I said it for a long, long time. I even said this phrase and answered these questions when I was a youth pastor this way. Students would come to me and ask me about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Here's my canned answer every single time because I was a good little Baptist. You got all the Holy Spirit you ever needed at salvation. You're just not using all of it. Hmm. Someone needed to come up beside me at that point and say, hey, Jeff, you got a scripture reference for that? I don't have scripture reference for that. I do have tradition. I do have upbringing. I do have what was told to me. And I used to tell students that all the time. Guess what I was? Wrong. I was wrong. I was dead wrong. If that was true, why those scriptures and all these that we're about to look at are in the Bible? So here's my question. How could Jesus baptizing us into the Holy Spirit <laughs> possibly be a bad thing? How could Jesus baptizing us into the Holy Spirit possibly be a bad thing? Jesus, who took my place on a cross, loved me more than anybody in the whole world, died in my place, so he might have a relationship with me. So one day I might have heaven that I didn't deserve. Jesus, that Jesus, baptizing me into the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. And you're telling me that that's a bad thing. So let me ask you this. Is he good or is he good? We say, oh, God been good to you. Oh, he be good. God is so good. God is so good. So all of a sudden he just becomes bad? 
It's a fair question, right? I, listen, you, ain't gonna, you, ain't, you won't get more real than me. You're just not going to get more real than me, man. I'm just simply asking simple questions. If we were at Youngbloods across the table for bacon and eggs and hash browns and toast, and Stephanie came and poured my coffee, I'm just telling you, I'd say the same thing to you. All of a sudden, the guy that's been so good to you all your life, all of a sudden is just going to become bad because he who loves you more than anything wants to baptize you in the third person of the Trinity in your life. No, it's horrible. That's horrible. I don't want no part of that. That's the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. What's wrong with what? Let me, let me give you an example. Moses. Moses got the great job of leading God's people. 40 years. Did Moses have the Holy Spirit? No. Every once in a while, God would come down and say, hey, hey, Moses, come out here on this rock. Watch out for the lions, tigers, and bears out in the wilderness. If you can get to this rock, I'm going to be out there. Come out here and, and sit down. I'm going to come sit with you. Okay. So he goes out there. God comes down from heaven, sits, and they have conversation like a friend talks to a friend. And then Moses go back and tell the people. That's a visitation from God. <laughs> we, on the other side of Calvary, watch this. We, on the other side of the cross, we get a visitation of the Holy Spirit every time we breathe. And you want to call it bad. Moses would knock you upside your head right now. He would go upside your head so fast. What's wrong with you? I had to go out there among lions, tigers, and bears, sit on some stupid rock, not even comfortable. I ain't got nothing on under this garment. You want to sit me on a rock. They ain't going to hurt my hemorrhoids, and I don't even make medicine for it. They don't even make medicine for that back then. I had to bite on this stick, suck it up. Then you talk too long. I'm like, can't God, can you say this a little quicker? I know, you know, a day is like a thousand years to you, but, but can you talk a little quicker? And so now you got to go back and tell the people, all them griping people, oh, he just thought he's out here to die. He don't even care. We don't have nothing to eat. You don't make God tell those people. I ain't telling them people nothing. Y'all, you see how funny this is when, when the church makes a big deal about something that don't make no sense? God giving us the greatest promise and greatest gift you could ever give. And we're like, no, nah, I don't know about that. I'm, that's a bad thing. That's bad, isn't it? Jesus that loved me, died at Calvary, wants to baptize me in the Holy Spirit, third person of the Trinity. You can call me that bad. I don't, I don't know, man. You want to debate that? You want to take class for that? You want to go research that? You want to tell me that based on your birthday, you get it, and based because you're born wrong, you can't? That's not my God. When did God become, if he's good, why do you, why do you just stop and become bad? Whew. Let's go to Acts 2. Y'all were like, I bet he can't talk about this without going to Acts 2. Okay, for all you Acts 2 people, let's go. All right? Acts 2. Acts 2.37. Some of y'all are like, this is the most real Holy Spirit talk I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, this ain't going to pass seminary, but it will do church. All right? <laughs> Acts 2.37. My professor was like, that boy. I knew about him. All right? Verse 37. Acts 2. 
When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? Peter, being the gentleman, said this, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins. For you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is for you and your children and for all those far off, for all those who the Lord will call. Watch all three. Repent. Turn from sin. Turn to Jesus. Give your life to Christ. Get saved. Holy Spirit baptizing you in Christ Jesus. There's one. Be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins. Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. We baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Two baptism, water baptism. Then, then, then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Watch this. I want you to see this. You can receive it if you want to. Y'all never caught that, have you? Or you can say, no, thank you. I'm good. Because see, this right here that I'm talking about today, it's not, it's not a heaven or hell issue. It's not. You, you, you do not, you, listen to me. You don't have to take part. You don't have to do nothing about this baptism in the Holy Spirit. You, you said, no, that's not for me. I don't want that. That's fine. If the first two are true in your life, you're still going to heaven. But guess what your life won't have? It won't have power. You will not be bold, and you will not have confidence. You won't. I promise you. You'll be a wet pretzel all your life for Jesus. You'll be a wet pretzel. I wish I, wish I was like him, uh, Holy Spirit. I wish I was as bold as you, mm, Holy Spirit. <laughs> People over the last several weeks said, man, you, you one bold cat. Oh, that ain't me. That's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. I love the church, man. Boy, you want to pick a fight with me? Start with the church. I'll, mm, I'll be there all night. I'll swing when I can't swing. I'll be like, <laughs> I'll fight you for the church. All right? I love the church. All right? Listen to me. All three right there. He's never, hey, God does, God knocks on your heart. He didn't kick it down. Amen? You know what he says? You can receive this if you want. Oh, no, thanks. We good. Mm. You good. No, you ain't good. You missing out. You missing out. Because your stubbornness, because your pride, and your religious upbringing. Don't let that cheat you. We got to row my clocks down the wall, so feel sorry for y'all. I don't even know what time it is. All right? Go to Acts 8. They got that clock coming up now. Watch this. I looked up, and it was like black screen. I'm like, well, I guess it's free will of the day. Boy, I can do whatever I want. Right? Acts 8. More scripture, okay? More scripture. Acts 8. Just in case some of y'all think, oh, that's just Acts 2, and it ain't nowhere else. Well, yes, it is. Acts 2. Look at verse, uh, I mean, Acts 8, chapter 12. I mean, Acts 8, verse 12. Lord, help, boy. All right? Acts 8, verse 12. I'm pointing right at it with my finger. Didn't even say the word. Right? But when they believed, watch this. But when they believed, mm, something must have happened. 
But when they believed, Philip, as he preached the good news to the kingdom of God, that the name of Jesus, they were baptized, both men and women. Simon himself believed and was baptized. And he followed Philip everywhere, astonished by the great signs and miracles that had happened. So here's the, the, the great evangelist Philip preaching in Samaria, right? So he, he, he's preaching and, and Simon gets saved. And it says that he got saved, he believed, and then he was baptized. So he believed, okay? The Holy Spirit baptized him into Jesus, right? Then he was baptized, water baptism, right? Then watch what happens. Verse 14, when the apostles in Jerusalem heard about Samaria that had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John, two good cats, right? Two good ones to them. When they arrived, they prayed for them that they might receive, hmm, the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit had not yet come upon any of them. They had simply been baptized into the name of the Lord Jesus. You see that? They got saved. They were baptized into Christ, okay? But they had not received the Holy Spirit. So the disciples ask, did you get the third one? That's what they ask. I am not making stuff up. Look at 17. Then Peter and John placed their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Hmm. Uh-oh. You're like, my Bible didn't uh, cover uh, Acts 8. My church never taught on Acts 8. Acts 8's in the Bible. You say, well, pastor, that, you know, how long ago was that after Pentecost? Mm, months, maybe years after, okay? So how about Acts 19? Let's just keep having a little bit more fun just in case you need some more scripture. Acts 19. Acts 19. This is about as funny as you're gonna find right here. Right? Acts 19. This is Paul. Everybody like Paul? Paul's a good dude. Anybody have a problem with Paul? Paul is good dude, all right? All through scripture, you see good stuff about Paul. Paul's great, all right? Paul's in Ephesus. This is many years after Pentecost. Don't, don't say, well, you know, that's next week, that's next day. No, it was not. No, it was not. A lot of people had birthdays before Acts 19 happened, all right? Just saying, because I know some of y'all are like, yeah, yeah, it's just for those select. Mm-hmm, nice try, all right? Acts 19, Paul's in Ephesus. All right, look at verses one and two. While Paulus was in Corinth, Paul took the road through the inner interior and arrived at Ephesus. There he found some disciples, all right? Disciples, the followers of Christ, all right? And he asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? That's an interesting question to ask somebody that's already born again. Didn't it? Because I grew up believing you got it all you ever needed when you got saved. You're just not using all of it, Jeff. Really? Hmm. Okay. They answered. <laughs> oh, Lord. I don't even know if I'd answer this way, but this is honest, right? They answered. No, we not even heard there is a Holy Spirit. 
These are believers. These are believers already giving their life to Christ. No, we did not even hear that there was a Holy Spirit. Listen, I wondered where all the people were I used to grew up, I grew up in church with. There they are. That's what my church would say I grew up in. I didn't even know there was a Holy Spirit. Never even heard it. Look at the question, in, in, look at verse three. Paul then asked, then what baptism did you receive? It's a great question by a great guy. If you're a believer, already a believer, right, already saved, and you had not heard the Holy Spirit, then what baptism did you have? Look at verse four, because Paul quickly explains what they're missing. Paul said, John, that, no, John's baptism, they replied. When he asked them what baptism did they get, they, he said what? John's baptism. That's water. Because who baptized Jesus? John Baptist, the, the best Baptist ever. Why most people went to a Baptist church? Because John the Baptist. The, the baptizer did this. So they accepted that baptism, okay? They received it. Paul said John's baptism was for repentance. He told the people to believe in the one coming after him that is in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Paul placed his hands on them and the Holy Spirit came on them and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. Now here's, now you said it, preacher. Here's the problem with that Holy Spirit, being baptized in the Holy Spirit. As soon as I said, and they spoke in tongues, some of y'all checked out. Freak show, I knew he'd get to the freak show. I knew we were at a carnival. I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. Out comes the popcorn. Where are the elephants? They're going to stand on the little platform. Don't get, don't get lost. You're going to hit a tree. You're going to get lost here. Don't camp. There are many gifts in Corinthians. Many. Don't, don't buy the bait of Satan and the enemy's lies and saying, as soon as I get baptized in the Holy Spirit, I'm going to speak in tongues and I don't know about all that stuff. Listen to me. Listen, <laughs> that ain't what this is about, my friend. This is about power, boldness, and confidence. This is about getting all that God has for you. This is about being something you didn't think you could ever be because you don't have enough powers in your little whiny self to do it. The Holy Spirit of God will do it in through you. Get in on the Holy Spirit and quit worrying about all the gifts and the goofy ones you don't like. It's not a pick and choose, multiple choice thing. There's a bunch of gifts in there. There's wisdom. Anybody need that? Uh-huh. There's knowledge. Anybody need that? Uh-huh. Uh, what that speaking in tongues? Do you think it needs an interpreter? Can it be done in church? Does it be done in your closet? Or, or does your grandmother need to sit beside you? Who gives a big fat fart while all this stuff? Just get in on the Holy Spirit. My gosh, man. I'm going to need a towel up here, man, to dry off. Quit worrying about all that. that. That's the problem in the church. We're trying to sort all this other stuff out. And we're missing out on the greatest gift and the greatest promise he ever gave the church. And if God could write a letter to the church, hey, to the American church, listen to me. Will you get in on the Holy Spirit? Because you can't do this without me. In this world you walk it into to be the light, you, oh my gosh, you ain't never seen darkness. 
That's where we're at. Every time I mention it, man, I used to sit in seminary classes. As soon as we read it, I want to explain I have a question. Oh, Lord, I'm sitting in the back in shorts and T-shirt. I'm not looking very seminary. He says, when you get the Holy Spirit, do you speak in tongues immediately or right after? Or when do you think it happens? Who gives a fat fart? I'm just telling you. Just get the Holy Spirit and have some power in your life. Quit looking like a wet pretzel, bowing down every time something gets tough in your life. Your marriage is falling apart. You're having a tough time in your marriage. Don't go whine and cry about it. Suck the Holy Spirit up inside of you and go with power and confidence and redeem it from the pits of hell. Take your marriage back. Don't call me and use my Holy Spirit. I smile, Holy Spirit. Get your own Holy Spirit. I'm sorry, that's not in my notes. And I love you. You call me if you want to. My wife's like, got to get him off the stage. Get him off the stage. What I'm saying is, it's yours too. It is didn't say, oh, that's Jeff's born. Jeff's born now. Woo, now we can give that promise. No, it's not just for me. I'm still a bird leg kid from Athens, Texas, man. Still got bird legs, all right? But what I'm saying, I, 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 there's a class for that in there, freedom, all right? So what I'm saying is the Holy Spirit, don't get caught up in all the goofy stuff. Just get the Holy Spirit in your life, man, the power. I got to row, my gosh. All right, here's my question. What were Jesus' final instructions to his disciples before he departed to heaven to sit the right hand of the Father? Jesus appeared off and on, we know this, 40 times, 40 days, I'm sorry, following the resurrection. So after the resurrection, Jesus would come and he spent 40 days. He appeared, he, he, he used to come and, 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 and have encounters with people before he ascended to the right hand of the Father. So many people think, and I did for a long time, that his final words of instructions were found in the, fi- in the, two, uh, the, two, la- the, the two verses in Matthew 28, uh, the last chapter of Matthew, 19 and 20. I always thought that that was the last word Jesus ever spoke. And the reason I thought that was, if you ever read them, go and make disciples, baptizing men and women in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, though I'll be with you, la, la, la. And he ends it with amen. When we say amen, it's a close of prayer. It feels like it's over. But that's not his final words. It's not. They were not go. I want you to go to Luke 24. Luke 24. Luke 24. I want you to see his final instructions. I'm flipping with you. Don't worry. Luke 24, verse 49. I'm going to send you what my father had promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Hmm. The NIV that I just read says, but stay. If you read that text in the New King James Version, it says, Terry. The word Terry simply means wait, wait. Do you think that Jesus will carefully choose the final words? He would. Wouldn't you assume that these were important instructions? Very important. His final instructions to the church were simply to wait. Wait for what? Wait for the promise. Jesus' last words recorded were also recorded in Acts. Go to Acts chapter 1. Go to Acts chapter one. Look at verses four and five. 
on one occasion while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John, John the baptizer, baptized with water, but in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Mm. These four gospels record the promise that Jesus would baptize his followers in the Holy Spirit. Now we have a fifth mention of that in Scripture. There are three baptisms very clearly marked out for us in Scripture. Very clearly. Very clearly. Number one, the Holy Spirit will baptize us into Jesus. That is salvation. Born again, saved. I talked about it. Then the Holy Spirit invites me to follow Jesus in believer's baptism. When we come out of the water, you're raised to walk a new life. Just like when Jesus came out of that tomb, He was raised to walk a new life. It's a beautiful picture of Easter. The third baptism, and very clearly given in Scripture, is that Jesus baptizes me, or wants to baptize me, into the Holy Spirit. Jesus, who died for me, wants to baptize me in the third person of the Trinity. That can't be a bad thing. The Holy Spirit, Jesus wants to immerse me, okay? To baptize me in the Holy Spirit. Paul says, be filled with the Holy Spirit. All right, Ephesians 5 talks about that. Ephesians 5 says, don't be drunk with wine. Listen to me. You can't get drunk without doing something to get there. And you can't get filled without doing something either. Listen, there's always evidence of someone drunk, right? But there's also always evidence of someone filled. So I'm gonna say something to you. If you just got it automatically at salvation, did you do anything to get that? No, you did not. Not that this is about works, but he says, be filled with the Holy Spirit, all right? There should be evidence of a spirit-filled believer. And there is evidence. So one final question for you. Have you ever asked Jesus to baptize you into the Holy Spirit? Have you ever done it? Some of you are scared to death right now. Not gonna force you to do anything. Jesus is not gonna knock your door down and barge into your life. Why? Because he said, you can receive it if you want to. I stand at the door and knock for salvation. And I stand at the door and knock if you want to receive the Holy Spirit. If you want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, you just simply say, God, baptize me in the Holy Spirit. Immerse me in your spirit, God. Fill me fresh with the Holy Spirit. And some of you are thinking, as soon as I do that, I'm just going to start speaking in a language I don't even recognize. If that happens, don't freak out. It's okay. It's still Jesus. It's still God. Okay? All right? Don't let something that you fear keep you from something you're missing out on. Amen.
Hey, thanks for joining us today here at the Church at Bushland Online. Hey, if you were inspired by today's message, we'd love to hear from you. Just drop a message in the comments, or you could email us at info at thechurchatbushland.com. We'd love to hear what God's doing in your life. Also, man, if there's anything we could agree for in prayer with you guys, just text the word PRAY to 806-557-1800. We believe there's power in agreement um, with the Lord. And so um, if we could pray for you, just do that for us. Um, And if you'd like to connect further with us through social media, uh, just search the church at Bushland. You can find out more things that are coming up here um, and get involved that way. And then if you'd like to plan a visit, uh, we'd love to see you face-to-face. We have services here, 9 a.m., 10.30 a.m. every Sunday. You can go to our website, thechurchatbushland.com, and plan that visit, and we look forward to meeting you that way. Finally, man, just thanks again for joining us. Pray your faith was encouraged, and we look forward to journeying with you in the days ahead. So have a blessed day.